Hey guys and welcome to another episode of Tea Talks with Guru. We get to listen to some pretty good book reviews while also learning more about one of the most famous beverages in the world, tea. I'm your host, Tex Guru, and today we have an amazing pirate story featuring a badass female lead that honestly gave me heavy Jack Sparrow vibes. And if there's something you should know about me, I love pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean is probably my favorite movie of all time. I love One Piece. Uh, that's an anime for those of you who don't watch anime. But point is, I love pirates. I really do. So this book was a really pleasant surprise, honestly. Um, but first, the tea of the day. So today's tea is another grade of Korean green tea called Ujeon. Ujeon refers to the first harvest of tea leaves in Korea. And this particular harvest has a flavor that's described as soft and sweet. And the optimal temperature for brewing Ujeon tea is usually 50 degrees Celsius. And Ujeon is also called Chiyomulcha. So that's a little bit of um, know-how with Korean green teas. They aren't really popular um, in the West um, and outside of Korea, but I thought it was really interesting. I didn't know they had a completely different grading system, which really was bad on my part because, I mean... Tea really is heavily dependent on the time of year it's grown and when it's harvested and that sort of thing. So it's really cool nonetheless. Okay, so now into this series. It's daughter it's the daughter of the Pirate King duology by Trisha Levenseller and it's comprised of two books, hence duology. The first book, Daughter of the Pirate King, second book, Daughter of the Siren Queen. So we have our main protagonist here who is Alusa. Alusa is the daughter of the Pirate King Caligan and she's just an all-around badass I believe in Daughter of the Pirate King. The book starts off where she has to make her um they basically get her ship. These um enemy pirates they capture her ship and she has to make her capture look like it wasn't pre-planned right so make it look like an accident to make them think that it was their plan and there she meets jackson and redon Rydon, however you pronounce that so Rydon and jackson are half brothers and they're both sons of jesco who was this famous pirate back in the day and she later learns on that i believe jackson killed jesco and jesco was very brutal to his sons now, Alusa is there on this ship because uh, she's looking for a third of this map that would lead um, the whoever has all the, the entire map. It will lead them to Isla de Kanza, I believe, where there was rumored to hold a treasure um, greater than any other. So she already has one piece of the map. She's trying to get this for her father, obviously. And she's trying to, you know, prove her worth, prove her love and all that. Because Caligan, throughout her childhood, uh, he kind of made Alusa think um, that love was to be earned and whatnot. And he really just treated her horribly. Caligan is horrible, but he gets what's coming to him. Anyway, so that's this book. And you get to see the um, dynamic between Redan and Alusa, which I thought was really nice. I loved Redan. He was just such a... He was such an icon, honestly. Because he he was... He knew, he real, he real recognized and he acknowledged Alusa's um, resilience, her strength. She is just as good, if not 
better than most of those male pirates. And Caligan was honestly a fool for thinking that only a son could um, inherit his position as pirate king. Because that was Alyssa's ultimate goal. She thought that her father would eventually see her worth if she brought him all the pieces of the map to get back to Isla de Canta. And that he'd see her worth, see he didn't need a son. And, you know, allow her to inherit the title of pirate king. But Caligan was an old fool. So... You get to see Alusa there on the ship with, and um, she's just, she's very skilled. She ends up picking the lock really easily and then going about the ship looking for clues to see where this map could be because Jessica was, was in um, possession of that map up until the point of his death. And he was really paranoid, I believe. So she was like, okay, so where would this paranoid man hide this and you get to see her go on adventures with Jackson and Ridden um up until she comes closer to finding the map but she actually um has fun along the way instead of just doing her job so so there's that um and Ridden actually goes on from respecting Alusa to actually you know, becoming infatuated with her because obviously he's attracted to a woman who can hold her own on the seas and being a woman that isn't um, a prostitute or a sex worker at that point in time on a ship is really hard to do. But Alusa manages it and she manages it well. So you get to see the dynamic, um, however reluctant it is at first because Alusa knows she's there for a job brother knows he's there to ensure that whatever secondary motive Alusa um is there for he doesn't like she doesn't achieve it so you actually find out later on um Alusa feels absolutely horrible because she has this secret um and well I guess the second book kind of hints at it daughter of the siren queen Alusa is not fully human her mother was the siren queen um and she has a gift from her siren heritage uh, she has their gift of song so she can um compel men with the sound of her voice compel them to sleep to dance to die it's really cool and she doesn't like using that part of herself. She doesn't um, see her siren heritage as being a part of herself. And she uses the gift on uh, Redan. And she didn't want to, honestly. Um, she felt so, so bad afterwards. So that was betrayal on her part. But um, she actually eventually does find the other the um, piece of the map that was with their father and then she realizes that she also was betrayed because uh Redon was more he was more observant and detail oriented than his brother Jackson Jackson and um he recognized that Alusa had a secondary motive for getting captured because all the time he spent with her he recognized she was way too skilled to not be able to avoid um their ship and to avoid capture in general. So he actually um you know was the voice in his brother's ear to you know make sure and look out for her and whatnot however Lucy does eventually get the better of Jackson and his crew 
and she does um, bring them all to her father along with the piece of the map. However, she asks for clemency on the part of Draxon and Redan. Um, so yeah, there was that. Uh, you get to see that plot development here. Yeah. I believe she also takes over some of the remaining crew that was alive under Draxon onto her ship. Fun fact, um, Alusa Pat uh Alusa captains a fully female ship under her father. It was just glorious, honestly, like each of these women are more cultured than the other. She even has this little girl running up and down mass, um Rosalind, I think. So all that was really, really cool. And then in the second book you get to see I believe it starts off with um her and her crew burning down uh this keep that's housing these um pirates Vordan I believe under Vordan this captain who has the last piece of the map and obviously she's trying to get this map to her father <coughs> and she gets it. Uh however when she returns to the keep it's to all these voices that uh used to tell her all these people used to tell her that you know Caligan was using her and all these things. She never took it on, but those voices grew exceptionally louder, especially from Draxon, who is currently a prisoner now. Um, because she, because of his relation to Redan, she did not want um, Redan to suffer the death of his brother. So she asked the clemency on both their parts from her father. So she's there, Draxon gets into her head, so she decides to go and snoop around her father's study to, um, you know, see if there's any merit to Jackson's words. However, she gets more than she bargained for in that she realizes there's an entire secret, like, room in her father's office that she never saw before. So she gets sidetracked. She gets, um, one of the girls on her crew who's really good with locks and, um, a couple others to, like, look out. Redan and Sissy come, because right now he's a temporary member on Alusa's crew. Um, and they all end up going in, and they, there they find Alusa's mother, the Siren Queen Ava Lee. A fun fact, Sirens have two parts of their name, and Alusa learns the second part of her name, so her full name is Alusa Lina. Which is really cute, the Lucelina. It has a nice ring to it. But yeah, so Avery finally meets her daughter. She would, had never seen, uh, had never gotten a chance to see Alusa grow up. And then Alusa, for her part, she is so confused. She doesn't know what her mother is doing there. And then she finds out, and she's absolutely horrified to learn that her father had trapped Avery there for Alusa's entire life. Alusa was never aware that her mother was right under her nose this entire time. And that Caligan has been trying to amass an army of daughters with Alusa's deadly power for the entirety of um, Alusa's existence, basically. And Avery has been unable to give him any more children. Uh, Alusa's just horrified at this point, but she knows that she can't leave her mother there. So, at this point, they um, abduct the Siren Queen from under Caligan's nose. When Calgon does find out and he sends his ships after them, at this point Alusa is on the run from her father as well as from um Vordin. Vordan. And yeah, it's just a right mess. But Alusa, I believe, had um, made a copy of the last piece of the map. Uh, because she's really good with those sorts of things.
Um, that, so there's a, as soon as she got it, she gave it to one of her crew mates to make a copy of. So she has the entire map as well. And she decides to get a head start on her father to go to Isla de Canta. And I believe there she, uh, I believe her mother hints that Isla de Canta is, home, is the home of the Sirens, the end point there for them. Just before um, she dives back into the ocean. Because Sirens are very intricately connected to the ocean in this sense. So as soon as Avery was able to go out into the open again, she immediately started to feel better. Remember, Caligan kept her away from the sea for quite a number of years, I think. Almost two decades. So that was a really long time for a siren to not be in her um, native element. So you get to see all that jazz and stuff. You get to see um Rinan and Elusa again. I really love their dynamic um on the ship with Jackson and Rinan and I loved it even more when you get to see her Rinan. Um just kinda of functions under a female captain, under the woman that he has grown to really care about and he sh- uh, he makes her promise never to use her gift on him because he felt very violated by it. Alusa felt very bad, very, very bad. And when he saw this, he accepted her apology. Um, He forgave her. And he also volunteers to help kind of control her siren side so that uh, it could recognize her friends from her enemies and that sort of thing. And then at the end, when they reaches the canter, Alusa is really young. I really like how she grew into herself fully because she doesn't, um, she no longer sees the siren part of her as something different. She sees it as a part of herself, as a part of who Alusalina is. So that was really, really nice. Um, and all around it was just a really great book. Like I said, I like pirates. So this was, this reminded me of reading about a female Jack Sparrow. It was really nice. It was very funny, very witty. Alusa is a smarter. So you love her. Um, she's also she's very cultural. She's very she could be very cruel, and you learn to appreciate that because it is how her father grew her up, and it is kind of like um, a feel safe to protect herself because of how she grew up, because uh, Caligan actually used to um basically torture her to ensure that her siren song um could be used like a weapon so that was really cruel um of course Avery gets her revenge for those 10 plus years of imprisonment on Caligan and then Alusa is um Alusa just has a single parent which is amazing and her mother keeps on um, pleading with her to, you know, come. Because technically, since her mother is a tyrant queen, Alusa is next in line. But because Alusa has grown up uh, in her humanity, on her human side, she um really, you know, is connected to that part of her life. And she does see the beauty in the tyrant's way of life. They just float around and they just are, they're basically invincible in um, the water. And it's really, there's no sadness, no sorrow there. But because she already knows the joys of piracy and all that fun stuff, she really can't, she really can't see herself giving it up. So her mother understands. Um, She says that the rule will pass from her to her sister's daughter. So Alusa's cousin. And it was really, really cool. Alusa promised 
promises to visit Do, of course, to appease her mother. And then Redan um, ends up staying under her command and her crew uh, because she re- realizes he loves her and all that. And that's really cute. I mean, I think it's... I think he made the right choice, honestly. And I love that dynamic because in the second book, it just, it, it's just adorable. It was really cool and enjoyable to see in the first book, but the second book is just adorable. You'll, you'll love it. You'll love it. Because Alusa's normally so confident and cool and Redden just makes her a blushing mess of a girl, which is really nice to see given how shitty her childhood was. So, that's my take on um, Daughter of the Pirate King duology. Highly recommend you read it, especially if you liked Pirates of the Caribbean or One Piece, honestly. It was really cool, it was really cute, it was a really quick read, and it'll definitely have a nice place in your heart. So, that's the end of today's episode, as always. If you like this episode, you can find this one and more on your cast platform, which distributes to Samsung Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well, and Spotify. And if you feel so obliged, give me a follow at Talks at Kudo. So, until next time, guys, bye!